Welcome back to another episode of Bopcast, where I interview outliers who are breaking the mold regardless of the status quo, so you can learn how they do it. And today on the show, I have my friend Ahmed Al Qadri. Ahmed is a stand up comedian and content creator. He is a mutual friend of Perry Grone, who we had on the show a few episodes back. Perry was the first comedian ever on the show, and Ahmed is the second. I had a fantastic time with both of them, and I'm so glad that Perry recommended us uh, doing this episode with Ahmed because I had a fantastic time. What we do get into is comedy itself, how he got into comedy. Um, He wasn't necessarily in an environment that promoted stand-up comedy as a career, so we cover the interesting ways that Ahmed chose to get into stand-up and then how that also led to him creating content and then going viral with some videos on TikTok and Instagram Reels, which seems to be a common theme in the show. I've had so many content creators on that have stories about growing on these platforms, so take some notes there. Also, how to start stand-up comedy, even if you've never done it before, if you just have maybe just a little inkling, he gives you these three simple questions that you can ask yourself to develop material. And for me, I'll tell you one thing. I've been having these stand-up comedians on really because I want to try stand-up and this is basically resistance because I know I have to get out there and go up on stage. So that being said, Ahmed told me that if you help me with podcasting, I'll help you with stand-up. So I really enjoy that. Uh, I hope to continue that conversation with him and I need to just get on stage one day. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I bring you the great Ahmed al Qadri. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Bopcast. Today on the podcast, I have my man, Ahmed Al-Qadri. I said the last name, man. I got it right. That's what we're talking about. Let's do it, man. Ahmed, thank you so much for being here today. Ahmed is a comedian, content creator, and honestly, I don't know about any of the other history of what you've done. So that's what we're going to dive into today, kind of how you got to where you are uh, when it comes to comedy and content creation and building your brand um, and all that good stuff, man. But to start it out if you want to just give folks like set the tone um give them you know a little bit of background of kind of who you are and what you do and you could take as long or as short to do that and then from there we're kind of just going to dive in and, and kind of see what happens Ahmed. yeah i would love to um what is the best way to do it okay well i've always wanted to be a comedian since i was a kid uh when i graduated from high school and i got into college I literally Googled best degrees to get a job with because there was no way in hell I could tell my parents, hey, mama, baba, I'm going to be a comedian. So I was like, I need to get a job first. And uh, accounting came up for best degrees to get a job with. And I just, I still am an accountant today. Um, I work accountant by day, comedian by night, TikTok in between. That's what I always tell people. That's like when people say, hey, what have you been up to? I just say that every time. Um no, I, I, as soon as I graduated from college, I was, I was living in Dallas. That's where I'm from Dallas, Texas. And I found Dallas comedy house. I was doing improv and sketch for a little bit. And then I got into stand up. And then one day after a show, all it took was one guy to be like, Hey, I think you're really funny. And I was like, I'm going to move to Hollywood, baby. <laughs> doesn't take much for that when when you have that brain like when you're like i just need one person to tell me i'm funny and i'm good to go it's like i need one person to listen to this podcast that's it i'll keep doing it it really it really is and you need that like one person just be like hey i love your shit you're just like dude and it it, it is surreal because like now like um 
Okay, well, let me let me keep going. But yeah, so pretty much like I moved to LA three years ago when I was like 25, did a lot of stand-up, did some improv sketch here and there. Uh, but I was really focusing on stand-up. That's where I met our mutual friend, Perry Grown, shout out. Um, but I was doing stand-up. Didn't really, I did post on Instagram, didn't really get into TikTok. And then last year, December of 2020, my roommate, my current roommate, Ryan Kelly, who's huge on TikTok, he got me into, uh, he, he's a, he moved in and he was like, dude, you need to start doing TikTok. So I started posting, you know, random content here and there. Some of the videos went viral and then I started getting a following because the algorithm was a lot more rewarding than Instagram. But now that Instagram posted reels now, now the algorithm, like now you could get a following from Instagram. It's easier to get a following. Um, yeah, I guess uh, that's like a good like elevator speech of what I'm about, like how I got to it. Like I was always a stand-up and then I got into talking about creating. And I think as a stand-up comedian, it does help because like people will book me based on my following and then I would crush it on stage. And be like, All right. Yeah, and I've heard podcasts yeah, too for for comedians are kind of like a you know springboard, or you could kind of like come up with these you know smaller ideas on a podcast and expand on them. It's kind of the same concept. You can you're coming up with jokes and ideas. It's just in a different format. And then when you you know it could be a spark of something that you can then use on stage because it's like yeah, as a con- as an artist, content creator, you have to like live life to then create the ideas. If you don't do anything, you're not going to have any ideas, right? Oh, dude. Yeah. That, that is a main key point. Like living your life to like just experiencing new things. Like, uh, I just got back from Mexico city. I was there for a week just for vacation, spending my Thanksgiving. And I came back with a lot of this new material, new jokes and stuff. And it's not, I don't do it for the sake of that material. I just wanted to just decompress and, you know, get out of the city or just the country for that matter. Um, but you, what you were saying about like different avenues, it's funny that you say that because now we have all these different outlets to be funny in. So like the way I'm going to be funny in a podcast is going to be different. How I'm going to be funny on stage. The way I'm going to be funny on stage is different. How I'm going to be funny on Instagram or social media. So it's every avenue is different to express yourself. Yeah, you know what is, and you've probably, I don't know if you've done one of these shows or maybe they're only like the, the ones that the celebrities do, but the like stand up on the couch, that's a different thing too, where it's like, you know, you have somebody, um, you know, rest in peace, Norm, but like, you know, he was so great at that to like sit on the couch and they would go, you know, just go back and forth. But that wasn't stand up, but it was stand up esque, but it's, that's another form, you know? So it's like when you're doing an interview show one form you know podcast and another form reels and then real stand up you know but it, yeah it's kind of crazy man what's it good is, it, it is fun um i i love stand up more than anything i mean it's my favorite thing I, I just had a show last night and um and i like i've been talking about like similar to living life like my dating experience and how much it frustrates me <laughs> we'll go into it we'll definitely dive deep on that but but i got on stage and i was just talking about like dating and how much it's annoying and all that stuff and it 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 really relates to people but also like it it works because what i love about comedy or just art is you take something that you're feeling and then you you put it through this like avenue 
to to in hope relates to other people. So like I, I'd say like an example would be uh like I you've seen my videos, like I had this one video, it's called Children of Immigrants PTSD. That one, yeah. okay, yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm so like yeah, like it's funny because it used to be an old stand-up, but then I was thinking, like, dude, I can't it's hard to explain it. Like it's one of those things where I'm like, I want to write a sketch about it. Like I want, cause I was like, it'd be funnier if my white roommate is like, Hey, is this your sandal? I'm just like, ah. <laughs> it's like, Hey, look at this new belt. Like, ah. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I think it was funny. And that's like, you know, and, and, and I'm glad it, it blew up and it did great. I mean, there's, you always read every viral video I have. You always have someone going, not funny. This is your highlight. Oh, me and Perry oh, talked no. about that. I love, I, you know, uh, <sighs> It's funny because they don't, I don't know if they don't know or they don't care, but they don't realize they're supporting it. So it's like just when you add a comment and people see, like if there's a post with no comments, nobody's going to look at the comments. But if there's a post with one comment and it says one comment, then people are going to go, oh, what did somebody say? And then that brings somebody to the post. So then, then they make a comment. And so it's like hating only elevates the thing. It makes more people see it. Yeah, but I don't get that. I actually have a video. It was like one of my first videos I hit over a million on Reels, Instagram Reels. And I, again, old stand-up joke where I'm like, okay, this is a one-liner that I don't know where to fit in my act, in in my hour. So I was like, I'll just say it in my car, and I just go, America is a bunch of C students with A student energy. That's all I said. Good joke too. Thank you. Thank you. I just said it and I was like, ah, oh, whatever. You just drop. Dude, so dude, so many comments of just like there's there's like a Canadian guy and like a German dude and an American just going, like I'm talking pair bro, paragraphs. Imagine how much time in their day like comb- compiled they all spent, like right there. Just... Exactly on my page, yeah, like, yeah. like you're hearing my voice. America's about to say some things that, like, just on loop while they're typing these paragraphs. I'm like, how bored are you? You're going into full detailed arguments over like countries and demographic and why this country's doing better in the healthcare system and all this. Shit. And, and then you'd have people who are just angry, like, like patriots who are just like. Who just America, baby? America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, leave this how, country. how dare you talk about it like that? I swear yeah. to God. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought. Oh, you think about grades? Wow, people think grades are. I'm like, dude. It's, well, it's you know what? It's weird, joke. man. It's weird to you're like doing your job. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like the point is to that it's a joke, not that it's real. <laughs> Like, you're not saying it because you, you're you like, well, I've done the numbers and I've ran them and the average is technically C because you can tell here that the <laughs> that, that, that the dew point has, and it's like, you're not, it's not supposed to be a statistic. It's supposed to be a joke. So it's like, it's but joke. when you come in with a comment that's, that's, that's real, you're an idiot because the thing's not real itself. You know, it's like. I'm the just, fact that people take things so yo, like seriously, it it's me, just, dude. well, it's one of those things where. I was talking to. It's funny enough. I was remember talking to Dylan Sullivan, a comedian, and Perry. Oh, I followed about it. him. I followed like, Dylan. Yeah, Dylan Sullivan. Yeah, very good friend of mine. And I was talking to him about it because we had something similar with a tweet of how whatever. 
And I was telling him, I was like, dude, some people just don't have a sense of humor or they just have no like compatibility in their brain to where they could get a joke where it just goes over their head, where they hear a statement and they take it seriously where they go. Like, it's like me saying, you know, like as a white person, I just got to say like, you know, white power and get these brown people out of our country. As a brown, obviously I'm joke. Like it's, I know it's a stupid joke and I'm being silly, but, no, no, but like a true. person with no, I know, it's true. <laughs> I tell you what, these Yemenis <laughs> are out here. No. But, but basically like someone can take it and they go, but he's a brown person. Why is he saying white power? Is he, does he hate his own? It's like, dude, like they don't understand sarcasm. They don't understand the delivery. They don't understand like inflections. And it's one of those things. It's because, you know, they, they weren't, fu- they, they didn't have come from a funny family or their family. Wasn't no, there funny. was things that you couldn't joke about. Right. That's that's, that's, Sorry about that. Was that you or me? No, that was oh, me. Oh, okay. <laughs> you may hear thought, construction sounds. This is just where <laughs> the environment. I like how we I like how we treated it like a fart noise. It was like, was that me? Oh, <laughs> but <laughs> that's funny. But yeah. but yeah, like you are right. No, you're so right. It's like like for example, uh I can't like my family was so funny. My mom is the funniest person in the world if you're sitting next to her. My dad rest in peace, super funny, charismatic, goofy guy. And my family is funny. We all know funny. So it's like, we get humor similar. So, so now like when I do comedy, it's like when you do certain topics, that's the beauty of comedy. It's like, how far can you get away with a certain topic? You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. No, I love, that's like, um, the ga- I love watching that. Like, that's why I love comedy. And you know, like I've, I taught, I, like I told Perry, I was like, I was like half the reason I'm, I asked you about when you started stand up is because I want to try it. And I'm just asking, I'm just ha- talking to all these comedians because one day I will, but that's a whole another thing I could go into. But like, yeah, man, it's, uh, um, we'll table it. We'll table it because before we wrap up, I'm going to motivate the shit out of you to get on stage. I think tomorrow. it's going to work. I think it's. I'm gonna do it. I'm I'm gonna predispose, man. But (laughs) I, I've motivated so many people to like. When there's so many young people that always come up to me, they go, "Oh, like I want to stand up," and I'm like, "This is the way you got to do. Write five things you love, five things you hate, five things uh, unique about you. It doesn't have to be funny. It just has to be interesting. Just start with that." And then after that, you could turn each something like each of those premises or interesting things you wrote, you could turn it into a punchline. And the easiest form of writing a joke is a simile or a metaphor. So it's you say, like, for example, like, here's a formula. Men are like bicycles. Women are like pizza. You take the two circles and you turn it into a Venn diagram. So it's like men are like bicycles. What's something when you hear men and bicycles, what's something that you could say? Men are like bicycles. Um, they're all going downhill or something like that. That one's good. Okay. Women are like pizza. Women are like pizza. Um, really good when they're hot. Sometimes they get cold. I don't know. Uh, size doesn't matter. Oh, that's good. You could turn around and eat it from the crust. <laughs> <laughs> You've been preparing this one? <laughs> no, no, that's I'm just, just saying, you being I, you, man. 
I'm just being silly, but that's I'm telling good. you, it's like you could take you could yeah. take anything. That's the beauty of joke writing is you take a certain topic that that you like or that's interesting about you and and you turn it and you grab something that can relate people. Okay, here's a new joke that I wrote last week and I tried it yesterday and it worked like a charm. I had this joke where I go, uh, don't you hate it when you're on a first date with a girl? everything went great you go back to her place it's getting hot and heavy you take off your clothes we're about, we're making out and then she stops you she goes listen i'm gonna be honest i've been going through a bit of a hoe phase recently been sleeping with lots of dudes and i just want to be conservative and take it easy tonight you're like a black friday customer watching the last xbox yeah. leave. <laughs> it's right there i gotta wait four more months <laughs> But I, I want one now. I'm drunk now. You see? So it's like you take a situation that just happened. It's like, okay, what is something that you could convey to the audience that will relate to them? And that's what I said. So it was fun. So I did that joke. Worked great. You know? And then I said later, then you add taglines because I go, and ladies, I respected her decision. But also, I want to play Xbox. <laughs> I'm so good at Xbox. <laughs> So, so that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you can, um, it's easy to write a joke. If you take that formula and, and you take the ideas, it'll start working like, like clockwork. You'll start producing jokes, your brain, your comedy brain starts going through and you're like, Oh, and you become a better joke writer. You become Did like, you get okay. that from somewhere? Or does that kind of something that you kind of just figured out as you were doing it? It's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of learning. And so, uh, again, I was in Dallas comedy house and I used, that place was my second home. And I used to intern there. I, I used to be the tech intern. I used to do like the music and lights and everything for improv shows. And then I was doing sketch shows as well. And I was doing, fr I was getting free classes because I was an intern. And my friend was like, I want to do a stand up class. I was like, yeah, let's do stand up class one-on-one. Uh, just love, I just did one stand-up class, and the first lesson was like how to write and produce material, and I still use it to this day, which is five things unique about you, five things you love, five things you hate. And from there, and then the formula, that's my own idea. I I uh, kind of look at it, it's similar to songwriting, like I was going to just bring this up just because like <laughs> I write all my songs out as a story and then I make oh, lyrics, okay. you know? So, all right, I gotta, I, you gotta let me know because now I, this now I might take notes about this. Okay, tell me how you how you write songs. So, so every song has a goal, right? Similar to that, kind of similar to the premise of a joke. Like the song has a goal. Okay, so I don't know if do you know who Asher Roth is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, college. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like friends with Asher Roth. Like he's one of my like he's when I when he sees me, he comes up to me and asks me how I'm doing, and we have a little conversation. That's the level of friendship that we have. But that just excites me because like he's I've always been a fan of his. Like I'm just friends with his yeah. friends. I produce. I made music with with um with his friends so then i ended up just meeting him through that and but now we're like on the acquaintances like level you know he's not like my best friend or anything but meeting him was like pretty cool like and it was a really unique experience um he wanted he needed a glue stick so he asked my friend for a glue stick he came up to go get it that's how i met him so this like weird like story of how this happened so the goal of the song is about how I met Asher Roth, right? But the story about how I even got to that point where I could meet him 
is the basis for the song. So I set the goal as the goal is meaning after Roth, right? But you got to That's just the goal. Like people confuse the goal with the plan, with the process, you know, with the outcome. These are all different things. But when it comes to songwriting, like I was always, I would always start with like you would probably start a joke like with one line that just popped up in your head, and then you write the joke based on that. Um, and that's that's good. Like I've been, I was writing songs like that forever. I would basically just have one line and I create a whole song around it. But what where what I was losing was it didn't have as like I didn't have like a north star where I was like somewhere I was trying to go because the thing with a song is that it has to tell a story whether it's a storytelling song or not. Um, and like obviously normal hip, a lot of hip hop and rap songs maybe they don't tell a story per se. But what there is is there is a something they they introduce the concept right. Then there's you're wondering what like where they're gonna get to like what's the end goal like what's gonna happen in the end like as you're listening to the song you want some kind of compromise to happen because usually it's like a, any other story like something comes in from the left hand side to mess it up and then by the end um th everything worked out or maybe it didn't work out but there's a final there's a final end point and so when i was going with these one-liners and then making a song there was no end point there was no goal there's no north star so now mm -hmm. i write this goal at the top and then i write out the story just the way it happened if the words rhyme they rhyme if they don't they don't but you need to get the story out because you're going to miss things and you're going to write the song just just to make the song sound good not to tell the story so then i flip over the notebook and then i'll start writing the actual song based on the story so that was a very well there that was a very like all over the place answer but no um, no no this is yeah. very well thought out i like it it's very impressive yeah i well the thing is the thing like i didn't like i said i just, i felt like i was writing songs like off of one little idea Whereas, and there was no compromise, like, at the end. Like, there was no, there was no, like, beginning, middle, and end to the song. It was just kind of, like, it was just descriptions. It would, the verses would be, like, three descriptions of what I was talking about. But there's no, yeah. something has to happen in a song, you know? So, yeah, I got that from a songwriting class, actually. So, similar to your comedy, I got, like, I took one songwriting class in college, and this guy was like, dude... He was like, take all your songs and plaster them all over your wall, all the lyrics, and then just like mad scientist tweak your lyrics. And I'm like, dude, my lyrics are good. My lyrics are fine. You know, and, and so you probably have that too, where it's like, I think it's funny. I think it's good, but it can be better, you know? And right. Yeah. So, so that's kind of what I went. I, I took that class and then two and a half years later, I started actually using the things I was taught because I thought, <laughs> I thought that I was good. I didn't need them, you know? <laughs> Oh, dude, that happens to everybody. Every, like, even comedians, too. I was the same way when when I first started comedy. I was like, I'm ready for now. I'm ready to feature. I, I, I got all of this. Like, I have all this material. I'm so ready. And then, like, like three years in, I was like, oh, no, I'm not even ready to do a full 20 minute or 25 minutes, you know? You know, five years in, and I did my first hour. And I felt really good. And it was, I worked really hard to get to that point. Um, and I just did it like last month. And even then where I'm like, if someone asked me to do another headline spot, I'd be nervous. Cause I was like, yeah, an hour is tough. So do you, so, yeah. so do you and, bring your own fans for that, to that? Like, is it something that where like, how does that work to get? Cause okay. In music, if you're going to do a show and you're going to headline and you're an independent artist, you have, they don't care 
normally they don't care who's there obviously they're selling liquor like they want you to sell a certain amount of tickets but normally it's like here's the price for the venue and here's the tickets like so it's kind of it's one of those yeah kind of like pay to play deals like how does it go with comedy with headlining like how does that work it depends um i'm not a big name yet so yet uh so that's the key that is the key. So I usually have to find like certain areas where they'll book me. Okay. Like, uh, where I did my hour was at Dallas comedy club. It used to be Dallas comedy house. It closed not the Dallas comedy club. Dallas is my hometown. That's my homecoming show. So I know I'm able to sell out and they gave me a deal where they were like, okay, tickets are at this price and you get a deal. We're going to split the door deal. This percent, you get 60, 40. All right. So I get 60% of door sales. I was able to sell out. So that's good money. So like, let's say if you're like a bigger comedian club with like a, that's represented with big comedy agencies, then you would be able to uh, book like the, the improvs, like the Addison improv, the Tempe improv, the Hollywood improv, like those are like the really big comedy clubs. And those are the ones where you could uh, headline for a weekend. And then you, it's usually like what you just said. It's like, it depends on how many tickets you sell. If you sell out, you get a big chunk of money. If you don't, you know, the best way is always bet on yourself. Cause there's some clubs that will pay you like a flat rate fee, but those, there's like a clubs. There's like B clubs, C clubs. There's, there's like in Dallas, there's a place called hyenas, which is like not, it's not a big, it's not, it's usually a lot of road comics, like people who don't have a big name. They've just been doing the road for many, many years and they don't really have any credits. They go do a headline spot there. Usually hyenas, they give out like 20 free tickets and then they'll just pay the comic like a flat rate fee. Every comedian, every comedy club is different with how they run things, but you are right of comedy is, is okay, more. Got it. Like people will just buy tickets to just go see a comedy show. Like they don't, it's not, it's not like, Hey, we're going to go see a, a concert. It's like, okay, is it rap music? Is it? Yeah. No, no. People, way more people will go to the independent comedy show than they will like some independent hip hop show because they don't. Yeah. It's like a different, completely different thing. Like that's, that's what's like, so we actually participate. So this, um, this company called mad minds, my friend runs it. And so we have open mics where we have a bunch of artists together and we always, you know, we get people to go. There's like five or 10 people, um, where, you know, you can basically have a head like, well, it wouldn't be the headline spot, but there's basically 10 acts that have their own signature spots. And those are the ones that sell tickets. And then the rest of the people sign up for an open mic, but we get to get like 200, 300 people there. Like it takes like 15, 20 artists to be there and then bring in 10 people each. And it's like, that's, that's not even the public's not going to even go to that. They wouldn't even consider going to that. But then you have a comedy show that's local. These comedians have been, you know, at this performing at this spot for X amount of time now. And they got their set, you know, it's like, it's a completely different thing. Like even quality wise, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and comedians, it's like the thresh. I don't know. It it is very interesting to compare comedy and music because it's similar yet different. Um, I mean, listen, music, I personally, I mean, this is just from the outside looking in. I think music is a harder route to go through, but if you make it in music, it's like, the rewards are way better than making it in comedy. Like right now, the best comedian is Dave Chappelle 
or Bill Burr. Not a lot of people know Bill Burr, you know, and people know Dave Chappelle because he's always on the news. You know, it's just like, but if you think stand up comedian, you think Kevin Hart, just like a handful. Like you, well, can, you guys, you, you guys have a don't have songs. That's the thing. Yeah, like the medium <laughs> to really get into a comedian too. Like, sure, it can be one joke. Like it can be like Fahim Anwar or something. I see one of his reels. Oh, uh, dude, he's one, one of my an favorites. Absolute killer. We can just get, like go down the line of. These oh, I guys. can talk about. He's he's one of my influences. He's like one like, of the dude, best. It's such a killer, man. But I could see one of his things on Instagram, and that might be it. You know. But with a song, yeah. if you, there's a song that you listen to every, you're not going to listen to his Instagram reel every single day, but songs you'll listen to day in, day out, like day after day after day, night after night, like you'll have, you know, whatever Spotify will tell you at the end of the year, you listen to it a thousand times, you know? So, right. but, so it's yeah. kind of, it's that where the, the, for, the medium, it's way easier to become a fan with music. It takes like 15 seconds and you can be a fan of somebody with comedy. You kind of have to, it's like being a fan of a podcast. You have to like like the host. You have to sit down and listen to a few episodes. You know, you have to kind of get it. Take the time. Comedy takes time to really become like a real fan. I think you know. Oh, for sure, comedy does take a lot of time, especially like, uh, like what you said. Like, you could go to a concert, like, uh, like Walk the Moon. I, I like that band. And if they if they play all the songs I already heard, I'm like hell yeah. And if they say hey, we're gonna play new music. Some fans are like, no, just play your greatest hits. Just play all the hits you like, you know? While comedians, it's like, if I say a joke that someone already heard before, they're like, this guy sucks. This guy fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Dude, write some new material, you freaking loser. But like, and, and I agree. Like, I, that's a motivation of why I write so much material. I, I'm constantly writing. I wrote like three new jokes like this week, I'm constantly trying to write new jokes or trying to explore ideas because I just did an hour in Dallas and I don't even want to go back to Dallas until I have a new, I have just new material to work on. You know, I might do the same jokes, who knows, but I really want to do the same. I don't know. It's scary. Like even, even in LA, I perform in LA all the time. And if I know a specific person is coming to my show and they saw me before, I will legit go back to that show, listen to the recording and audio. I'm like, okay, I did these jokes. Okay, then I'm not going to do this set list. I'm going to do these jokes. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> Just to, I, I, that's how like, like I want, I want these people to be entertained. Like I want them to like me. So, <laughs> and I, I don't want them to come see me, like pay tickets to see me and then hearing the same jokes. There are some times where like really big fans that go, I'll hear like, I'll hear your jokes the same time. I still laugh because they're so good. And I, that makes me happy. But I still want them to like know the same material, uh, to see the new material or like see newer jokes. Like last night, it was a lot of comics that seen me before. And I was like, and I told my friend Ryan, who sees me all the time. I go, dude, I'm doing mostly all new material except the last joke. And he was like, oh, I like this joke. I like that joke. Like, and also, last but not least, and I'll get off the topic, is there is no better feeling than writing a joke and then saying it on stage and it immediately gets a laugh. You're like, that it's such a good feeling. That intuition. Yeah. Like I said, the, the Black Friday customer joke, I wrote it last week. And then I tested out at two open mics and went great. And then I did it at a show for the first time last night, destroyed, because I find out like how to deliver it, how to 
and I'm going to keep doing the joke and it's only going to keep getting better. So what do you, what's your, um, what is what does a typical week look like? Like how many times are you performing? You know, like you said, you have a, you have a job, like that's probably takes up some time. <laughs> I yeah. I work, I work from home. Uh, technically I'm on my lunch break actually, but yeah, I, I work from home. So that's what helped me so much this year. I want to say like, I guess the silver lining with the pandemic was, 20 to yeah, 2020, I started working from home and you're just, you have more time to do what you want to do. And you have that flexibility to do your job. And even my boss and my company, like the team, the accounting team, it's like, we all agree. We're like, yeah, working from home is way better. That we'll go into the office like once a week. That's about it. Like we are all getting the shit done. And that's, one of the big benefits of working from home or for my own career was I was able to work from home and I was able to do the things that I want to do. And now you do spots, you do spots at night and stuff. Yeah. And I mean, I still was doing it, but now I have more time to like do content creating and other stuff like that. But I try to, and also working from home nine to five comedies at night, usually your first show is like at six or seven six would be the earliest 7 p.m show 7 30 show so i'm off work by then and i try to get on stage almost every day i try wow. to get okay is that the same club or is that different clubs uh there's open mics everywhere in los angeles there's like you just see open mics and shows around when you move to a new city so like when you start open mics you'll start doing you or start comedy you start hitting up open mics because you're trying to like figure out who you are as a comedian you're trying to write jokes and then you'll have a good five minute set and then some comedian would be like hey i'm producing this show i want you to be on the show you know and next thing you know, i watch kill tony so i understand yeah from, from kill i actually tony. <laughs> i actually was on kill tony years ago oh so at the la one or uh, la yeah uh have, have can you, you talk about that experience yeah, uh, I did. I did two episodes. I did one with Chris Pontius, who's terrible. Uh, the I know who he is, I, but I'm not. I'm not putting it together right now. It was the guy from Jackass, really oh, weird guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I got up. I had jokes. I didn't. It didn't do well. And and then to, me and Tony Hinchcliffe were talking, and then I made fun of him, and then he didn't like that, and he started roasting me. It was an awkward situation. And then the next, okay. And then I was like, I need to do Kill Tony one more time just so I could like have leave off on a good note. And this is a crazy story. I, uh, I was on when Tiffany Haddish was the guest. And I had a good, I had a better set. And then we were, and then after it was like the banter. And then Tiffany Haddish was talking about eating pussy. And then she was like, Hey, how do you eat pussy? And then I, I did like a space work. <laughs> how I did it. And everyone started laughing. And then like, uh, what was his name? Wow. I'm blanking out on his name. Oh, Jeremiah, the guitarist. This was back when he was on kill Tony and he started, he was like, Oh, this is how I eat pussy. And then like, uh, he was like an Italian character. So it was like, whatever he was improvising. And then Tiffany Haddish goes How about both y'all eat the inside of my elbows. And then whoever wins gets a hundred dollars. So we both ate, like we pretty much <laughs> ate, we licked the inside of her elbow. Good thing you're not a germaphobe, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, well, this was 2019. This was way yeah. before the pandemic. This is when people didn't care about eating elbows. Though. <laughs> yeah. About eating, everyone was eating elbows willy nilly, dude. It was a great time. And then after she just slapped a hundred dollars on my hand and I was like, yeah. 
And then it, it, it was a really cool feeling. That's awesome. And then I was like, yeah, I'm never doing Kill Tony again. I don't need to do this. <laughs> it's, it's a very, you know, I watched it years ago, didn't like it. You know, I was just like, I don't know. This seems weird. He's just being an asshole. And uh, now since he still I, is. He, oh yeah, I mean that's the con- that's the whole concept. But um, now since I've had this interest in it, that now I'm like I'm just trying to take game. I'm trying to learn, and you know I like yeah. seeing people come back. You know, same maybe like similar to what you did. I like seeing people come back after like whatever, even a month later, two months later. Like all right, cool, they got better. You know, or random people that come up. I love the f- seeing first timers who are good. I'm like that's crazy. Damn, yeah. some people just got. A little something to work with you know um right, or, they're, or right. they're just not nervous i think like that's really normally what it is there are some people who go on kill tony as their first time doing stand-up which blows my mind yeah. those are the craziest ones those are crazy people um if i were to go to austin i would ask like hey can i get on kill tony just so i could be like hey i'm funny now please just like i i'm a good comic you know I'll leave. Because the standard, though, is pretty low because, obviously, how the show is set up, it's set up to, you know, for shitty people to come up. Like, that's, it's, and also, so when the good ones are on, it's so, like, the crowd is like, oh, my God, thank God. Like, finally, somebody, just at least in this moment, somebody knows how to do it. And they can kind of, yeah, yeah, man. But, yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know you were on there. That's just something that I'm I'm a fan of. Oh, it was years ago. Yeah, it was years ago, like, back in, like, february of 2019 yeah so if we take it back a little bit you know when did i think you mentioned that might have started in college but like when did the comedy when did you want to do it and then when did i do and it? then when did you yeah and then when did you do so it? i've wanted to do it since i was a kid like seriously like i love the simpsons uh okay <laughs> before the simpsons my early influences of comedy was Charlie Champlin and Mr. Bean and I love Lucy because those were shows that my parents liked to watch because they didn't like the, at that time, the modern day of comedy, they liked old comedy. So we watched a lot of physical comedy because that's how most of those. So we were doing a lot of like faces and goofy things. Um, and then I got in, yeah, The Simpsons is an early influence. And then obviously, like the early stand ups, like Russell Peters, uh, Dave Chappelle. Um, and then, yeah, I've, I've always just been a huge fan of stand up comedy. I always wanted to do stand up comedy. And when I was 18 years old, I saw an open mic at UTD. Oh, by the way, sorry. I grew up in an Islamic school, I went to an Islamic community. So I wanted to do comedy. I was always the funny kid and trying to be silly. But I didn't know how to be a comedian. You know what I mean? Like I, it was the execution that was like quite, that the was fire unknown. was here. Yeah. I just it was the execu- yeah. like I didn't know what an open mic was. I didn't know what anything was. Like I didn't know like how to do specific. And I remember like like seventeen eighteen out when YouTube was a big thing. I wanted to do YouTube sketches, but I never. I didn't get a camera and just like, I didn't go out and buy a camera to like film the thing or edit, like, which I should, which is fine. But now that's the cool thing about iPhone. You could, or the cool thing about Vine, a Vine creatives, you could just shoot shit on your phone. Doesn't matter. Um, where was I going with this? But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I always wanted. So when I was 18 years old, I was a freshman at UTD. I saw an open mic. It was mainly slam poetry, but I was like, I want to do comedy. I get up there. 
I bomb so <laughs> well. I got up. The first two jokes were actually funny. I had jokes, but the, I was so I was so nervous. I had so much stage fright, and I was really like, just I. The only times I got up on stage was, I mean, I don't like to, I don't mean to brag, but Sully, you're looking at the two time winner of the Ramadan speech contest. Whoa! Yeah. But that was, <laughs> Damn, but I, and I won those speeches because like I was funny and I was I was so nervous before I did the speech, but I won. <laughs> and then, uh, but yeah, so I did I did stand up. I was so nervous, and then I, I remember ending the set with "Guys, sorry, I suck," and I was like, "No, no," they were just so supportive, like relax, relax. But I was so nervous and scared, and I got up on stage and I was like, I, like I didn't think about it. Not, not, I was still like that, my funny old self, but I didn't want to perform because I, it was so nerve wracking. And then, you know, I, I started, and I think in hindsight, it was a good idea because I didn't really know who I was. All I was, I, I was just this like little religious kid from this school, from this community. I never lived, I never experienced anything, you know? And then I, yeah, you weren't supposed to be a stand-up. <laughs> was it supposed to be a stand-up, you know? Which is why it's admirable of Pete Davidson, who's from Jersey or Staten Island, who's 16 years old, did stand up and then was able to like pursue. Cause I was like, if I was 16, 17, gosh, I probably would be a much different comedian by now. But I graduated college, started my job in accounting, and I was like, you know what? I was watching a lot of Louis C.K. and listening to Joe Rogan. I was listening to Joe Rogan and all these. Oh, that's the dynamic duo right there. <laughs> so and you got the comedy influence, you got the culture. like Yeah. And then I was like, I want to do comedy. And I started writing jokes. This is, I still remember this 2015. I started writing jokes and I was like, I want to do comedy. I want to be a comedian. And then one, and then finally my friend goes, Hey, check out Dallas comedy house. I didn't like it, but I know you would. I, I looked on classes. I found, uh, I found an improv class and then I was like, I'll do improv because that was the only timings I was able to make it. I started taking improv, fell in love with improv comedy. Then I started getting sketched. And then that was the beauty of Dallas comedy. As it gave me this like blueprint of like, Oh, you can be a comedian. This is how you do it. Like, this is how you become a great performer. It molded me into the comedian who I am today. Like, like how to write a joke or how to perform or, you know, even the things off stage of being nice to people and don't, don't uh, burn bridges and stuff like that. Uh, no, that's part. That's yeah. That sorry, I I just went on a tangent right there. But yeah, you just it was just memory lane. You just took me through. I'm like, yeah, like I truly wanted to be a comedian, but like I didn't really start comedy until I was like 21, 22. I'm 28 now. Ugh. Getting there, dude. Wow. <laughs> family. The family's <laughs> around the corner. I know. Well, I don't want kids, but that's fine. <laughs> I, they're a little bit of a hassle, man, aren't they? I don't know. Yeah. I like, like, listen, I'm an uncle. I love being the uncle. I love. And then you, you know, could be the cool comedian uncle. That's, that's I'm way cool better com- than being a dad, dude. Come on. <laughs> exactly. So I just, you know, me, you know, my little niece, oh, she starts crying. All right. Yeah, no more. <laughs> exactly. It's hers. You take it home. I'll just have it for a couple minutes. Just having a couple of minutes. Like right now, my one of my closest friends, he has a cool little puppy. I don't want to take oh, care of that dude. puppy. But I told hey, my girl, I'm like, if we have a yard, you can have a dog, and it's your dog. That's where we're at with this. It's your dog. Yeah, I ain't <laughs> not if we care don't have a yard. Puppy. We're not doing this apartment shit, making this dog a gerbil. We're not. It's not what we're doing. You know, because they be doing that shit. Right. Man. 
Shit. Yeah, exactly. There are a lot of responsibility. That's why I love cats. Cats are great. Uh, but be very low maintenance. Yeah. But yeah, I guess like now, like now that I've been just doing comedy and moving to LA and I guess like right now, the next step for my, or for my career or what I'm pursuing is, especially now that we're at the end of the year, we're in December already. Do you believe it? We're already in December. Yeah, I know. I thought about it. I'm thinking like, okay, what did I accomplish this year? And what am I going to accomplish next year? So this year was, I started content creating. I started building a following. That's an accomplishment. I started doing uh, merchandise. I started doing stickers. I started doing some like... Oh, I'll promote them, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Some hoodies. Uh, I haven't dropped it online, but that's the next venture out is to to work on the merch game, to build my own website, make myself a more legitimate comedian. You know, I want to build my, you know... So if you know any connects of guys who could create good websites, I actually do. Uh, Yeah. And then the next thing I wrote was, and it's glad I'm glad that we're talking is I want to do my own podcast. I did a podcast back in 2020. It was me and a friend. It it fell off because you know how podcasts are. It's tough. But now I want to do my own podcast. I want to just, I'm thinking of more of like a Chris D'Elia-esque of where it's just going to be me. Uh, here. monologue style it's a right? mo- like yeah. bill burr crystalia style but how i want it is it's gonna be me sitting at this table right here and then you see the board it says monday fun day and i'm just sitting down i'm headphones and i'm just ranting i'm just bullshitting talking yeah. so i feel like yeah I, f- I feel like the first 10 episodes is just gonna be me and then and then after I'll have like every every five or ten episodes, I'll have uh, a guest. I like that. Yeah, and, and that's what I want to do because I talk uh, – I, lo- I rant a lot and I go on tangents. No, dude, you're perfect for this me- medium, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it's funny because I do a lot – I've done a plenty of podcasts and I usually do really well in – on podcast and you know i i if i want to give advice i give advice if i just want to be silly i'd be silly so again bill burr is one of he is my biggest biggest influence the day i meet him i'm probably gonna shake and tear up because i love him so but that's the you know what's funny about comedy is is when you meet because of the circle is small you're gonna eventually meet your favorite comedians which i have and you have to pretend like you're like, yo, like when I met Fahim Anwar, I'd be like, yo, hey, good to meet hey, you. Yeah. Firm handshake. Yeah. What's up, dude? <laughs> oh my God. It, that was hard, man. Right. Yeah. Like I met Asif Ali, like the goat face guys. I met all three. I met uh, all of them except Hassan. But like Aristotle, who's now in SNL, he and I are friends before he got us. We were like talking. But like when I met Asif Ali, the first thing I said, he was like, hi, Asif. I go, oh, oh yeah, I know you from Goatface. Hi. <laughs> and you're like, ah. Oh, no, he was just like, oh, thank you. Thank you. No, he was, he was nice about yeah. it. He's cool. cool about it. I feel like most people are, I feel like most people are pretty, like they kind of understand most comedians, going on, yeah. Know, but some, yeah. I mean, hey, you know, like you're hanging out with Eddie Murphy, it's going to be different. You know, it's like, it's just, he's got, he's in his own, he's got his own things going on. But like certain level, like uh, below the ultra stardom, I think most people are pretty right. down to earth. But that's just people in general. That is so. just people. I mean, when people come up to me like after shows and they go, hey, you were my favorite, or hey, I'm a big fan, I watch your insane. I'm, I, I, 
I go so extra. I'm like, oh my God, are you serious? Like I give them a hug. Like I was like, you want to take a picture? And they're like, I didn't want, I was just telling you you were good, bro. Calm down. <laughs> I mean, I've tried to feel like there is this like one girl who, uh, who's a fan of mine from TikTok. Hi. Uh, and she was nervous and she, she was like, hi, like I'm a big fan of your TikTok. I, I see your shows on Instagram. I, I called off a of work today so I could finally see you perform. You were so funny. You know, it's so privileged to meet you. And I was just like so happy. I give her a hug and I feel her. You could feel her heartbeat. You know, I was like, how is this person a big fan of my work? It's just like, you're, you're just washed with this serotonin of just like, I'm so grateful for this. Like what we just said earlier, that one person to just say, Hey, I like your shit. Keep going. And you're just like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude it's bonkers man it's weird it's really it's weird actually feeling. like yeah yeah i have a friend who's a musician and uh he has enough fans to do like he could go around and get wherever he's at in any city he could probably get you know 20 30 40 maybe out to a nice. people but like you know depending on the city but like we he did a like a local show and like i'm just you know we're just friends we grew up together and stuff like that um you know he's a singer actor and uh we were at this local show, which was like our local bar, dude, you know, like just where everybody is. But then you see to the side, like his fans, because they're all like younger right. girls, because he made a lot of like emo music <laughs> and stuff. And like, it's just weird. And I'm like, I'm just his friend, you know, and I'm like, like, we're like, who are these people? But they're like, oh, they're his fans, you know, like, it's like you every it's it's a different there's like levels, you know, to this to this. And, and even to like, I probably have like, you know, maybe a, a a thousand fans or something like that you know but there's some of them where some people would dm me i don't know them and they're like oh my god i found your music three years ago and i've been or this one song that i released five years ago on soundcloud i listen to it every day every day it's not even a good it's not even that good you know so you just don't know the john mayer i'll say this i said this for nine times on the podcast but i'll say it again because i know you'll agree with it the fans are always smarter than you they're always right they know you know it's like if you release something and you're like all right, this is going to be it. It's going to blow up. It's like, no, no, no. They're, they'll let you know if it is or not. You know, they're the ones that really know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're the audiences. Always. We're not an on. That's a really good dude. It's all yeah, up to them. Yeah, that's so true. And it, it is true. Like, when I will post on, like, TikTok or Instagram or anything where I, like, I think this is funny. And then it doesn't do that well. You're like, ah. <laughs> But that's the beauty of like what's cool about TikTok, I, and I really am grateful for this platform, even though it, but it's or frustrating. Where TikTok is this platform where you just post, you just you're just throwing shit at the wall. You're like, is this gonna work? Is this gonna work? See what sticks, right? And then that video, you're like, okay, this is pretty funny. I think it's funny when you post on Reels, and it does really well. I like that John Mayer quote: "The fans always, the fans know more than you." I actually, that actually reminds me of something. It's when like fans come up to you and then they mention things that you completely forgot about. Like there would be like, uh, like one time this fan came up to me and he goes, Hey, so I've been a fan for you for a very long time. I was like, yeah, that's cool. He's like, no, no, no. Like I want you to do fast food Fridays again. And I was just like, what? Like, which was I used to, this was back in like 2018, 2019, where I used to like, it's exactly what you think. It would be a picture of me at a fast food restaurant and I would do like funny captions, like a, a review of it. And he used to do great. And obviously I burnt out, but oh, I stopped because the pandemic hit and like there was no point anymore. But he was like, I want you to do fast food Fridays. And I was just like, what? 
I could believe her God. I was like, dude, you're a real big fan. Like, I was like, holy shit. Or they would like quote things you said at a podcast. You're like, Remember when you talked about that? I have no idea. I don't. Right, know right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're, well we're okay. I know it's one oh seven, and I really want to ask you this. Like, what are okay? You give me tips on podcasting, and I'll give you tips on stand up. But what is setting up a podcast studio or shooting at your place? Is it more? Is it expensive, or is it like easier than you think it is? Uh, yeah, that's a really good question. It's v- simple if you want some a setup that's simple. Like if you are just gonna have you and a camera, proper lighting, you know, microphone. Like if you're gonna do your monologue thing, you're not gonna need a lot. But if you're gonna get a guest involved, now you're going from a USB mic to an audio interface. Now, cause so you can plug in two mics. So it, the more you want to do, the more complicated it's gonna get. Um, you're going to just have to get familiar, but like you were a tech on that thing. Like you said, you were intern, you have an idea of like, you know, like, yeah, but like you, once you do it a little bit, you know, you'll get it. It's not, it's, it's, but no, it's not really that complicated in my opinion. I think so all my people that I work with, um, a lot of them do that style. Uh, I do a lot of interview. I set up a lot of interview shows and that's the majority of the shows that I launch. I have a podcast production company. I don't know if you know that but yeah so no i didn't know yeah that. so that's what i do for people i literally help them set up their podcast that's my job yeah. and so most of them they don't they don't spend more than 500 bucks you know like if you want it depends it just depends on the quality but yeah man to like have a normal setup like you get 125 dollar lights on amazon 200 dollar mic and a 150 dollar camera that's what i would recommend and then with that all that you can literally get started tomorrow order it all on amazon it'll come to your house tomorrow and uh and yeah it's really just setting it up at that point but no it's pretty simple it's it can be pretty simple now we're in the age that it can be simple there's things that can get complicated when you go into post-production and things like that perry will tell you all about that um you know that's what he does that's what we do i'm a podcast editor so um you know that's that's what we do but yeah it can be simple I'm thinking about just shooting, yeah, like, because my goal is to start it in 2022, so I might just do, like, podcast, because I want to start doing more YouTube stuff, and the one long, like, long-form thing on YouTube I want to do is, like, post on, like, a, do a consistent podcast, so I think, dude, you just motivate me, starting January, I'm gonna set up this podcast, I'm gonna do this Monday fun day, and I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna do it, because I know I got it, I know I'm, like, yeah and the content think about this too like sorry to cut you off there but like dude you're already your page is already set up to like start having this type of content right so like the same thing that perry and his brother are doing with the brother show those type of clips like they're not gonna you'll notice they're not gonna do the same as your comedy clips because that's what your the algorithm knows you as and that's what they send to people but like that it's already set up for like what I would do in your scenario is I would record these episodes. I would record as many as you can and finish as many as you can before you launch it because podcasting gets oh, really yeah. crazy really fast. But like basically have 10, 20, th- as many clips as you can from every episode, have them all finished and then just drop, just constantly drop them. Do it in every day as you know how Reels works more than anybody. It just It's just going to bring you people, more and more people. And so it's a constant drip as long as you're releasing content and if you do that tiktok and youtube shorts all at the same time i mean it's gonna be 
it's just, it's just compound. Speaking effect. of YouTube shorts, I forgot to post another YouTube short. I need to do that. <laughs> how are they doing? How how is YouTube it? YouTube shorts are, you doing are up and down, man. It's tough. Okay, I haven't figured them. I haven't I haven't posted enough of them to kind of understand it. Like I understand. They're tough. They're tough. But I mean, right now my main, the two main platforms are mod are very consistent on is TikTok and Instagram. Sometimes if a reel does really like, I know I'll post on Facebook. I've been posting on Facebook Reels too. I've been getting better at that. And then, yeah, Facebook Reels. Sometimes I'll put Spotify Spotlight, but uh, it's not Spotify. Uh, Snapchat Spotlight, but I don't really care for. Snapchat. Does it? Does it post your Instagram Reels to the Facebook Reels? Yeah, it does do that. But sometimes I'll go on the actual Facebook platform because Facebook is uh. people. People underestimate Facebook because there's still there's a still a big audience that uses Facebook, like older people. Oh yeah. You know, uh, weirder. They have podcasts now. They integrated. Po- it's it's a disaster, but they have <laughs> yeah, a, but they have like it's bad. It, well, they have Facebook works, Watch. Like, like, it. like I know, like Jada Pickett Smith. I think she's on the Red Table. Is that on Facebook or something? Yeah, they have their own. It's like a media. Con- they're just Netflixing it and whatever it is. Whatever. But there is. <laughs> but but I guess the point is is like there's different avenues to post your shit and to grow an audience with certain things. People, yeah, so I'm trying to like be better on posting more on uh, Facebook. I mean, I I do have a comedy page on Facebook, so when I post on Instagram, I'll post on Facebook sometimes. But I'm trying to get better. But you are right. I'm gonna. I really am gonna get on this podcasting. I just want to just set up a camera. Like, should I buy an actual camera or can I just use my phone? You can use your phone, but it's just not reliable in my experience. I've recorded a lot of podcasts with my phone, and it'll just stop. Yeah, especially with phone calls. Yeah, especially that you're doing that. Exactly. And I just don't – it's a great – it's great. I've shot a lot of live videos, like videos with it that I've used to create content, like obviously. But like in that way, the phone's great. But the long form, I just don't trust it. Like you could get a GoPro Hero 5 for 250 bucks. Right, right. And that would be that then you'd be able to use it as a GoPro too. like I have. So <clears throat> I have an $800 camera. That's a Panasonic. That's a literally look, 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 looks like a camcorder. It's the fucking worthless. Like not that it's worth it. The, the quality is great, but it's like it doesn't for $800. I should have just bought three GoPros, you know, so um, I've gone through all this shit. Wait, trying shooting to figure out what shooting your podcast on a GoPro five. Yeah, I have one angle. I have like a. Um, one of my angles is on, on, with the GoPro. GoPro five. Um, that, but that's an older one. So hey, if you could afford a newer one, go for it. There's also a podcast cameras. I don't know if you're gonna do a solo, you could just get a 4K webcam and record it on QuickTime. Yeah, that's gonna be even better than any camera, or better than a camera in my opinion. But then you can't use it as a camera. That's so, true. Yeah, man, it's gonna. I would definitely look at the just you know budget and then figure out what you want to do like do you want to go a little bit cheaper microphone to have a better camera because you know you're gonna most of it's gonna be not audio listeners or do you want to kind of level it out and do about the same yeah it just depends on the goals uh you know what you're trying to accomplish Mm -hmm. man but yeah i mean dude like you're like i said you're set up for the for the podcast man i'm excited (laughs) for it i think i think it's a it's a logical next step too for any any of these um you know personal brands that's who i make podcasts for like there was nobody in that in the podcasting industry that was like trying to make i i mean i would make them for content creators if if there was 
you know, I mean, I do. I just, I mostly on LinkedIn. That's where I live. So, um, but then my Instagram's more for music stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like personal brands, everybody should have a podcast if they can do it. Right, right. Even when I go live on TikTok, like it, it's one of my favorite things because I'm just ranting and you have people commenting and it's very, it's very quality over quantity. My audience is because the people who fuck with me, they fuck with me heavy and they're always like, do it. And they'll list, watch the podcast. They'll, too. Watch, they'll the pod- watch it because they love you. And so exactly. And that also gives them another form of you where it's like, they can kind of learn more about who you are, not just like the content that you make, you know? And that's why like people with huge or very cult following or strong faithful fan bases are from podcasting. It's because they love you. They don't just love your art. They love who you are as a person. No, it's a powerful medium, man. Uh, (laughs) It is. Podcasting is a powerful medium, but yeah, man, um, enough about podcasting. You need to do stand up, right? Five things unique about you. Five things you love, five things you hate. Take that formula I just showed you and fucking just get, Dude, get on stage. You're doing five minutes. Just hang in there. You'll be fine. I promise you the first, as soon as you do it the first time, you're like, oh, it's not that bad. And okay. So write, write the jokes out though. And then, and then the practice them at, like with no audience. Feel free to practice with no audience. Yeah. And then when you get on stage, look for an open mic, literally put open mics near me. Go check it. Try it. All right. Hey, dude. Motivation. Look at this two-way motivation right here. This is good. Podcast and stand-up, baby. Let's go. Yeah, man. You got this. I believe in you. Thank you. I I appreciate that, man. And on that note, I appreciate you doing this podcast today. We're coming out to about an hour. It didn't feel like it at all, man. Thank you so much for doing this, man. Yeah, of course. Hey, man, I just met you, but I'm already proud of you. Uh, thanks, brother. I appreciate it. I really do appreciate that, man. You as yeah, well. I yeah. mean, come on. Coming from, Thank you. from you know, we're, we're not, I'm not supposed to be a rapper. I'm not supposed to be a podcaster. <laughs> you ain't supposed to be a stand-up comedian. You know, it's like, um, yeah, that's that's what we're, we're doing. And so thing. that's why, that's actually what this podcast is about. It's about people who are who are breaking the mold regardless of anything and just doing what they're going to do. So um, that's, yeah. that's what we do here, man. But uh, real quick, where can people find you? I'll have everything in the show notes but like yeah uh follow me on instagram and tiktok ahmed loves bread uh if there's anything about the podcast that you really liked or you don't like just shoot me a message i usually respond <laughs> uh i'm very i have a lot of time on my hands <laughs> I, I, he's waiting for the yeah, day. <laughs> wait, 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 what are you saying man no but uh yeah ahmed loves bread ahmed loves bread um yeah uh yeah, follow me on that. Uh, stay tuned for 2022. I'm gonna, I'm really gonna do. I'm gonna start on this podcast project. Dude, I can't wait to see it. Ahmed, once again, thank you so much for being here today, man. Thank you so much for having me, man. Have a great one. Yep, you as well, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, this has been another episode of Bobcast here today with my man Ahmed, and uh, we are on all platforms, even the ones nobody uses. All right, guys, I'll see you on the next one. Don't go anywhere. We got something for you in the outro. Peace. Hey guys, it's Sully. I've been running this podcast for three and a half years now. I've interviewed over 80 people on the show in person and virtually. Um, It does take a team to run this. We have four people working on this on a weekly basis. The only thing I ask of you is if you could please follow or subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. So whatever that is, Google, Apple, Spotify, uh, whatever that is, please do subscribe and follow on those platforms. What that does is it will automatically download the episode for you on Apple Podcasts 
podcast and on Spotify and the other platforms as well, it will notify you when the episodes come out. So we release every single Monday. So just so you know, 6 a.m. on Monday, every Monday, every week, no stopping, guaranteed. So if you could just follow us or subscribe on those platforms, that would mean the world to us so we can keep this podcast going, grow the audience so we can have better guests, better content for you guys. So thank you so much for tuning in and listening and hearing me out here at the end of this episode. I will see you on the next one. All right, peace. Thank you.